Wait, Kieran. How's 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 the um, hair growth right now? <laughs> hold on, hold on. What's going on? Oh, cause he's got plaits. You got? Have you still got plaits? Last time I seen him, he looked a bit like Coolio. Actually, was that, <laughs> is that you? Was that you were saying look like Coolio? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it got longer now? Are you still there, Kieran? Oh no, he's, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Oh, uh, put, I'm, leave I'm, that in. Leave that in. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if he. We'll see if he listens to this by the end of it. Isn't it? Listening to the Stay Tuned podcast, episode 14. I'm here with Kieran and T Dot. The band's back together, the Three Musketeers. It's been like fucking 10 years, isn't it? But we're all here. How are you guys? Yeah, man. Good, man. <laughs> Is it the Three Musketeers, you know? So it's been about a week <laughs> <laughs> or two weeks. No, 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 it's been longer than that. It's been I think, longer. I think the longer. last one with all three of us was the Christmas one. That's what I'm saying. We haven't done oh, one yeah. since then. Yeah, we ain't done one. This is the first one this year. So because you missed them, Kieran, that's why, isn't it? <laughs> and I think <laughs> I missed one as well. And obviously, fears uh, you done all of them, innit? Yeah, man, consistent, man. Keep the team running. Just yeah. like to note, yeah, that was about thirty-five seconds before you man started getting on to me. We haven't even introduced the topic. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get on to you. I was just saying it's the first one we've done together. So. Yeah, but you were thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I held back. <laughs> wow. yeah. I held back, man. No, right. Yes, how you lot been, man? What's been happening? Yeah, man. Usual, usual, man. Usual, usual. It's good to have everyone back, though, man, because I think, yeah, man, although it's been good to do separate ones, it's always good to do them together. But, um, yeah, man, just chilling. Not much you can do, man. So it's just chilling, working, eating, watching football, lockdown, prison thing. Yeah, man, yeah, prison thing. Basically, that's, yeah, that's the same you? for me. Really. No, the same, isn't it? Like... Bit of you know, obviously you've been exercising, still running and that, and you're doing little workouts at home and watching football, watching films. I started the whole, um, I started the whole. What do you call it? The Marvel films from the start, the um, like the Avengers films. Started it right from the start, from the first. I yeah, from the first Captain America film because I started watching it in timeline order rather than. The order that it came up, just getting through those in it, just yeah, just basically anything to occupy the mind, really. On top of that, obviously, work and that's a bit of studying as well. No, I hear that. I think, yeah, I've been watching the football, I've been trying to stay off Twitter because just there's been a few madnesses happening. Obviously, I've told you guys and Jesse, I'll holler at you about that. But, you know, it's one of them things, you know, if you tweet, yeah, well, this might be my only gig. So I've just, I've just had to allow myself. And then, yeah, just been trying to get back on the games. Bit of um, state of decay. All them men out there that know that. A little zombie zombie game. But, um, yeah, that's it, really. Just just before we move on to the topics, though, have you man watched, um, I think it's called Lupin on Netflix? No. It's, I heard it's supposed yeah. to be really good though. Yeah, I started it on um, Friday, I think, or Saturday. Can't remember, but um, I think it was Friday. 
But um, no, it was yesterday. Bro, was it yesterday? Anyway, yeah, watch that. That's what I was saying. I, I hear the Groundhog Day, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mad. But um, yeah, so um, yeah, so far, I think I'm four, I think four, three or four episodes in. But so far, it's like one of them where, you know, like when you watch Netflix and they don't, it doesn't, when you finish an episode, it just goes on to the next one straight away. It doesn't even let you like come out of the thing. Yeah, just it's one of them. Where, one. Yeah, yeah. It's one of them where you're not bothered. You just want to, you want to watch the next one. So, um, yeah, man, I'm going to carry on watching that tomorrow. But so I think the season two is coming out soon as well. I was just so, going to um, say, I saw, I saw that when I've, last time I was on Netflix, I saw the, the, um, the advert for season two. I think it's coming out in the summer. Yeah, yeah I'm going to watch that so I can get ready for the next one. So another good one for you to watch if you, when you get time, yeah? Obviously, you've got time. But um, it's called The Serpent. It's on BBC iPlayer. Um, I think it's like eight episodes or something like that. It's a true story as well. It's based on a true story. It's a madness still. That's worth a watch, man. Yeah, I'll add that to the list. It's kind of, it's majority of it's kind of set in, like, in Asia. And it's about, like, these these group of people that kind of, like, target travellers. You know, like, it was based on the 60s and 70s. You know, when loads of people used to, like, hitchhike to Asia and go through Asia, like... Like from America or from Europe, they used to go like India or Thailand and all that type of stuff, like hitchhiking and all. not hitchhiking, but like just traveling through Asia. So, and it's about this group of people that kind of target them. But yeah, without saying too much, but it's a true story as well. It's crazy. It's crazy still. That one, that one seems like it's it's quite quite engrossing. But um, I watched um. The forty-year-old version, not Virgin, but Virgin on uh, Netflix. That that was actually that was really good. Um, I'm not even going to say what it's about. Just go if you've got Netflix, just go check it out. But it's, um, yeah, it was sick. The forty-year-old version or Virgin? Ver- version. Oh, Virgin. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, no, that was it. Was it was really sick? Um, it's like yeah, I'm, like I said, go check it out and watch the trailer. And then just, I'm a kind of person, I'd, I'd even like to know what stuff's about generally. Just tell me if you, if you think it's good, I'll just throw it on, give it a go. If it's terrible, I'll never speak to you again. And if it's good, then I'll give you ratings in it. But, um, but yeah, but obviously we trying to watch all this stuff to take our minds off the madnesses that's been going on because it's been almost 12 months now and we're at vaccine stage. That's where we, that's where we are at the moment. So um, I kind of want to be really direct and say, yeah, do you want to get the vaccine? But, you know, I hear that too much. Um, so, oh, you have to ask that, though. <laughs> no, I, I think I, think I want to ask, like, just thoughts on it, if that makes sense. So cause it doesn't really matter if you want to get it or not. I think eventually probably everyone's going to have to get it, but... Just yeah, just just general thought like what what kind of comes to mind like all the all the vaccine stuff that's going on, how the government's handling it, how you know how safe it could be, all the myths that you hear and like I'm got I'll throw it to you Jesse so I can see obviously that you've got a few bits to say about it. So yeah, what's what's your thoughts on it? No, I think um, I think there's without even getting into the like obviously. 
some of the videos that you've seen of, you know, reported people having it and issues that they've had with it and whatnot. But, like, I think for any vaccine, it goes on trial for, like, two to two and a half years before it gets released. And obviously, it being in a pandemic, it's been rushed. But I think that's, I think that's my only... That's my main concern with it because the, I've taken vaccines before in it. Like, we've taken vaccines as kids, measles and you know, all the other ones and the ones we've even taken in school, meningitis, I think, the BCG. Um we've so we've all we've all got we've all taken vaccines consistently for our life like throughout our lives, isn't it? So I get I get people's paranoia with this one because of the speed that it's been rolled out. But and yeah, that's my main concern with it is it's, we don't even know if it really works. Do you know what I mean? It's been shown to work in some like I think some cases, but you know, we ain't got enough like information to know that definitely is gonna work. As we've seen in some countries where some countries are like apprehensive to, you know, roll it out because they don't have enough evidence that it works. But I don't know, if you look at the way the government's rolled that out, I think that's the only thing. Whether you agree with the vaccine or not, I think that's the only thing that you could really say that they've probably got right during this whole like pandemic, the quick the speed that they've rolled that out is you have to say it's pretty it's been pretty efficient. But yeah, I, I'm still I'm still skeptical of it. And I'm skeptical of of it if it actually works as well. But I think yeah, only time will tell on that one man. What's your thoughts on it, T Dot? Yeah, I dunno man. I think obviously like you said, when when we were kids, we we took vaccines. Um, if I'm honest, I know there's no way physically. I don't think they can force it upon anyone, but I wouldn't take it personally, and that's only because of what you just said. Then how it's kind of been rushed through. Um, I think with vaccines as well, people should always remember that as much as they're there to to obviously safeguard you from contracting whatever the vaccine's for there's it's not like some people talk about it like it's a hundred percent like they they get the vaccine and think that they're never going to be able to contract covid or whatever the vaccine is that they're trying to take still the possibility of you getting it is still there um but for me i just wouldn't i I don't know man i just feel like it's a big thing that people talk about but you know there's a flu jab that people don't really talk about and that's to me i put it in that same bracket if you want to get it get it i don't think there's a right or wrong answer to having it on i don't think people that want to get it should be looked at, like be frowned upon and people that don't want to take it they shouldn't be frowned upon either i just feel like it's a it's a personal preference whether you want to do it or not that's that's, that's my view i think that's the interesting part of it as well though is that like since the rollout of it there have been people that have taken it and still obviously caught covid so and i know there's a i think there's a lag of like two to three weeks apparently of it kicking in but yeah there has been cases of people definite confirmed cases of people having the vaccine and also still contracting corona so and i think that's that's something that i looked at and thought "Mm." (laughs) like that's a bit suspect still but yeah i i agree with what you said as well i don't think there's no right answer for it i don't think you have to if you decide to get it, you get it. If you don't, then you don't, innit? But 
We have to see. Like like Kieran said at the start, we don't know if we're gonna if it gets to a stage where we're gonna be like you know, instructed or advised, you know, to take it. But what's your thoughts on it, Kieran? I think off the back of the last thing what you said, and I know we've had a few of these discussions that like all three of us I think people will be forced to take it. Um and when I say forced, like directly and indirectly, like without saying too much, um, I know myself and loads of other people who maybe do certain jobs, let's say, um, are under immense pressure. And it's not like take it or, you know, you're gonna lose this or lose that, but it's just a constant barrage of here's some information. Here's probably what you're thinking, why you don't want to take it. And it's like, yo, I've really told you what my thoughts are on it, et cetera, et cetera. So, and there's this whole thing about, we're talking about, you know, going on holiday to certain places now. Um, and like, you know, when you're, I don't know, your ability to leave the country when you're coming back, obviously how that, how is that going to work? And with this thing around kind of, obviously, I don't know, this isn't a conversation about Brexit, but if you're already feeling quite restricted as it is already, you're going to feel even like less free to, you know, to, to, to obviously do certain things if you don't take it. So I feel there's a, there's a big pressure. Um, but yeah, I know, I know you talked about this a bit T dot, but yeah, what is it? Was there anything else you was thinking? Yeah. And no, I just wanted to ask you, you know, like what makes you think that, there will be a time when people will be forced to take it and why like I know you just said then around like they're kind of force feeding that that information but I don't know I don't think if they said oh I can't go on holiday again I wouldn't really be that bothered I don't think because I haven't been on it hasn't really affected me the last 12 if they, if they said oh you need it for work or whatever or say I was I don't know it was affecting my work then yeah obviously my, I'd have to start thinking a bit different because then that's affecting the peas and that but if it was just around you can't go on holiday or you can't go to a live event I just I just do holidays in this country I just take my my kids away and take them somewhere else or keep them in my yard like that wouldn't really bother me today that wouldn't make me think right I need to go and get the jab mm. do you know what I mean like, I, w- I don't think I would do that um if it was affecting like income and things like that, then obviously I'd have to think about it in a different way. But I, I don't know. I don't think they could physically force people to take a jab. I don't think it will ever get to that. I don't think. I think the way, I think what concerns me is a bit mad. It's not really to do, it's not actually really to do the vaccine itself. Like my thoughts are probably over a period of time, you know, They'll do it, you know, they'll use it. Chances are they've got the best scientists working in the world. So as long as they're doing it for legitimate interest that they definitely want to vaccinate people properly, they'll find it. And even if it's not 100% effective, it's still probably effective. My my issue is, again, is with this government. Um, what that, what's, what's the guy called? Is it Matt Hancock was saying about how he got um, inspired by the film Contagion. So that's why they, he, he wanted to avoid a scramble. So he, he overbought. Um, vaccinations or whatever it was he overgot them that worries me it also worries me that this government that has allowed so much people to die is so keen to get people vaccinated that worries me but it's just little things like you know imagine in three four years time 
I don't know, like, let's say you've got a close relative, like a sibling getting married or you know, your, ch- your children want to go on a trip or, you know, I don't know, there's a bereavement. And I just wonder what will be in place where we might end up getting restricted, where they might say, you know, for us, you can't go to Jamaica or you're not allowed to leave the country and go to that unless you've got the vaccine or you can't have people from those countries come and see you or you can't be around those people or, you know, your work now might involve people from these certain places so everybody has to get vaccinated. So it's kind of like what you said, if it's an income thing, it, it obviously there's a big decision to make, but even slightly, even if they can't you know, physically put it in your arm or whatever, there's going to be loads of stuff restricted. And the way that this country goes on, they'll be happy to take everything away from you until you get the, the vaccination. So that that's what my concern is. And that's where I feel like you're going to end up getting forced to take it, even, even if you don't want to. Do you know what I mean? I think for me as well, yeah. You kind of touched on it when you talked about like different countries. I feel as though I want to see. I want to. One of the main things for me is I want to see how everybody else is handling this, like, and how they vaccinate and the speed and if they even roll it out. Do you know what I mean? Because some countries have handled it pretty much without a vaccine. They had, you know, a limited amount of deaths compared to what we've had. And they've kind of been successful. And, and as I said at the start, some countries are apprehensive rolling it out at all. So that they're the kind of things I'm looking at. And I'm also looking at, like, like if we do roll it out and you do get the vaccine, but other countries don't have it under control yet, then what is the point of of having it? Do you know what I mean? Like, if, you, if we're, you know, if anyone that's... Obviously, loads of people have already taken the vaccine, but... If oh, if so many more people take it, yeah, but then we're going in and out of lockdown still, then I'm looking at it thinking like, well, what's the point then? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, you're supposed yeah, hundred percent. You're supposed to take it, and it was supposed to obviously cure it and stop stop the spread of it. Then, and obviously, why are we still going in and out of lockdowns, isn't it? But I mean, that's that's the other things, and it's also I don't think they're going to force it on anybody, but I feel like. They'll just, they'll just, you know, put the feelers through the media and, like, have people turning on each other. You know, you'll have families, half of families had it, so one person in the family doesn't want to get it, then they're going to be under pressure. Or, you know, if they do roll out that, say, like, that holiday like um, situation you, you spoke about, it could be a, a case of everyone wants to go on holiday and they've all got the vaccine and then one person hasn't and then you're you're under pressure to get it. Do you know what I mean? So, I think that comes back to that thing, though, isn't it? That, sorry to cut you. That comes back to that thing, though, about like self choice. Whether, like you said, the prime example, like say the whole family have got it, and then you've then got a choice: do you stay at home on your own or do you go? And I think that's what it just comes down to. But I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that the worst thing is that the way that the and I agree with both of what you just said, but the way that the government are pushing it, like it's a cure, like it cures COVID. It doesn't cure it. It just prevents you from getting it. But preventing it from getting it isn't the reason, for me, isn't a reason to get the vaccine, if that makes sense. There's, you could get, like you said, people are getting the vaccine and then they're still getting COVID or they're getting the vaccine and then they're allowed to go to other countries. But if the other country is not regulating it in the same way, then it's like, what's the point? You're just defeating the object of having the vaccine for me, anyway. But yeah, I think it's so. I think it's a self choice 
personally for me, unless there's a reason, a real reason, which eventually in life there could be, uh, yeah, I just don't see the point in it. But what you said is already happening too, like in regards to what you said about work, because there's some companies that have already um, put it in like, it's in job adverts and some companies are already saying that if they're, you know, you can't work for them if you're not vaccinated. I think there's a plumbing company. I can't remember the name. But, um, yeah, I won't mention it, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's a there's a few, and not just them, there's quite a few companies that have already, um, you know, making them suggestions and they're allowed, it's not against the law for them to, to say that, you know. They can yeah. do that if they want to do that, isn't it? Mm, they're well within their rights to do that as well but then yeah. that goes back to again if I saw that in that, in an advert and thought mm, okay they're saying I have to have the vaccine I'll just skip to the next job advert and I'll just be like okay I'm not obviously not going to work for them do you know what I mean it's yeah, like yeah. it's like a job that like he says oh you've got to have um, I don't know you're going to have to travel abroad for six times out of the year or something stupid like that then I know that's not a job for me because I just wouldn't be doing that and it, yeah because for me it just comes down to that thing of I think eventually yes people will go right I've I didn't want to get the vaccine but I'm going to have to get the vaccine because I want to go on holiday or like you said there's a bereavement I've got to go to Jamaica or whatever the case I just want to go on holiday to Jamaica then yeah obviously then that's when you're gonna have to start thinking about it but if I'm honest I don't I don't think it will come to the point where do you know I mean like I think people have this vision, and I'm not saying this is everyone, but they have this vision that there's going to be someone knocking at the door, like forcing them down to like and trying to inject them with the COVID. Like, that's not that's never going to come to that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not going to come to yeah, that. Yeah. I think it's just going to. That's the vision that I think people have sometimes is that like that's it's that scary thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's because of the media and the way that they they allow people to to watch the news and read the news and you only have to check your phone and like you've got like four notifications it's all about covid or vaccines and it's all different things like the new thing's called like a, a mutant variant it sounds like the tyrant that isn't evil do you know what i mean like it's, it's mad like they're trying to scare people it's just it's just mad for me like personally i just think it's a bit nuts i think i mean if we break it down like it's i think like you both said vaccines have worked in the past whether if you believe about how certain vaccines have affected people in in the past, I know there's all, all these links to like um, autism and stuff, but va- vaccines do work. Most of us have had them. It is a it is a choice thing. Like for me, it's like what you said, T dot. You know, people want to take them, people don't want to take them. But I can just see, I can just see like certain places, and because of the way that this country is going, and like I say, I don't feel like it's a vaccine issue is a, a government and a politics issue imagine you want to send your kids to school and they're like yeah yeah calm like you come to the school as one of the top performing schools ah have your kids got the vaccine okay good have you got the vaccine oh because basically one of the prerequisites now to make everybody safe is you're going to be coming in picking their kids up all of that stuff so you need to have it otherwise your kids can't come to the school do you know what i mean like that's just a hypothetical but that's how that's how I feel they're going to get people, things like that. That's, but I agree. I agree. And that's that's what I was trying to say is like, they won't need to like physically force people to take it because it will be, it'll be, businesses will do it, like institutions like schools, educational institutions will do it. Um, and it will, it will just trickle down, isn't it? Like, you know, after school. Private schools clubs. won't do it, man. 
They want the peas, man. They want the money. But most of them, most of them places like that go to private schools. They would, they would have the vaccine if we're being honest. Like, I don't think they. <laughs> yeah, hundred. No, 100. I'm just, I'm just, I'm keeping it real. They, <laughs> they, they will, they will have it, and with open arms, in it. So, I don't think there will be a problem to and, and and that's my that's my other point here. All the, all this this it's gonna sound really morbid, and I don't mean it in a way for banter or to be shocking here. But all all the most of the people running the country and all their brethren, they have just used this as an excuse to get rich. Like all the things that have worked well have been pretty much nothing to do. It's when they've actually not had anything to do with it. Like even if you think about the rollout of the uh, the vaccination and the organization of it. It's the it's the local places that have dealt with that and sorted that, and who stands to get rich from this going you know this going well? If we have a vaccine that you know um, the the rates come down, they link it in with the fact that people have had the vaccine, even if they're doing it like you know against um, advice, which is you're supposed to have it within a certain period, but they've extended that. If it looks good, and all of a sudden we've got um, a hub where the vaccine's being created. Um, and also you have excess amounts of the vaccine that you can distribute across to other countries, it's a financial gain, which then makes me question the motives. And that's that's what worries me. It's like, who, who's who's doing what for who and why? There, there, there is some truth in that, but I feel like in any disaster, there's going to always be financial gain anyway, because I think even if like, I don't even want to use no like ex- bad examples, but like any any bad situation or any disaster, there's always some there's always a profit to be made. Unfortunately, and that's no different with this, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. And that's why, from my personal view, is I don't want to be a guinea pig. I'm not saying that I'm against. I'm not saying I'm for. I'm just saying let me. It's like, you must have seen a video. That, um, is it the 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 uh, the, the, the governor of yeah Maypen, I think it is, and he's, yeah, he's yeah. saying, yeah, yeah. You, you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to do that, that. Obviously, the thing, but yeah, he's just yeah. saying, let them, let them do it, and then once they done let, it, like let's, I think it's like what you said, then let's see, yeah, 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 because because it just really this government wanting to vaccinate people out the kindness of their hearts because it, nah, nah, nah. But I'm not saying they would purposely do something that will mess up the the, the public. But let me just wait and see what happens. Let me wait for everybody to have their second and now possibly third vaccine because it's a possibility people are going to have to get a third dose. And then I'll make an informed decision based on all the facts that I've had. But until then, I'm good. And if you want to pressure me, um, you know what? I'm not even going to give away my plate, show my cards, but let's see, isn't it? <laughs> let's see. The, funny thing, the funny thing with all that as well is that I feel like the rollout is so aggressive as well. Even though I credited the rollout of it because it has been quick here, but I also feel like part of, part of that reason is because how much they've messed everything else up. And, you know, us hitting six figures in, in terms of deaths and, and all that type of stuff, I think that's caused the rollout to be so quick as well because they just want to take, you know, the light off that innit? and take the focus off that and have everyone... You know, talking about saviour and getting out there and getting out of lockdown. It's been kind of it's been kind of good for them from a promotional point of view, isn't it? 
makes them do you know, look good. Do, do you know what? Part of me, this is going to sound sinister, but part of me thinks they're proud that they've got the, the most, like they've got all the statistics now. They've got the fastest rollout, the most vaccinations, the most death rate. Like it's all, it's all, but yeah, I, but it's, it's true. It could be, it could be to save face. Do you believe them statistics? Uh, I, don't, oh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe anything that they say. Sorry, what was you saying, Jesse? Which which statistics? Any of them. Anything to do with COVID? Do you believe any of them? Or the ones where they? Because I don't, I don't forget do it. because mm-hmm. I I can't really I, I I do believe some of them. I can't really say see why, but I do believe some of them because I I, so I, the, I think at the moment they're saying they've got loads of deaths. Yeah, and then they're saying that the vaccine works, but then they're saying there's loads of deaths. So someone's bullshitting somewhere. But uh, like it's basically like some of them anyway. I, I I believe some of the figures because I don't okay. think they're shedding light on how severe some of it is. So yeah, yeah moving on. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I hear you. Like, obviously, everyone's gonna have access to different information, and and they're gonna they're gonna base that on they're gonna base their thoughts on the information that they have at the time. Some of it's gonna be all fed by the the media. Some of it's gonna come from other sources. Like, same with me. Like, because of you know certain uh, environments that I'm in, I hear and see things which will then help me base my opinion. But I yeah. I hear all kind of all <laughs> no, but I hear all kind of stuff, isn't it? Like I think just just after Christmas, um, there was a report somewhere that there was one hundred and twenty thousand deaths, and all of a sudden there was this press conference like a couple of weeks ago saying we just hit the hundred thousand mark, and it's like really because I just saw something else that was saying something different, and mm. it's like it's just like this thing is happening, and people are being affected by it. Whether I want to believe what's being put in the media and what has happened at the press conferences is a, is a different story. But yeah, we have to just see what happens if it all ends. Yeah, like the governor of Maypen, innit? We just got to basically just see how it, how it pans out before we make a decision, innit? <laughs> how, 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 do you, how do you move forward from this? Like what, what, for someone maybe that is a little bit more, I guess, cynical or unsure, what, what do you feel the, government or the the scientists or the professionals what do they need to come out and do to assure or be a little bit more trustworthy i should say i don't think they can i don't think they can i think it all boils down to just preference man i think the government could come out and tell you that this thing is is a hundred percent gonna make sure you don't get covid even that and seeing figures and all of that would never make me think, right, I need to go and get this vaccine. I can't remember who said it before, but the thing has been, when you do a vaccine, it's got to be, what is it, two years testing, normal normal testing before mm-hmm. it's even rolled out. Mm-hmm. This thing's been rolled out quicker than some Amazon Prime stuff that comes to your house. Like, it's too quick. There's too many things that just doesn't make sense for me. But in terms of, like, in terms of the, the vaccine itself, it's like, it's weird that... Some of the things I've read, like you can't you can't sue the company that made the first one. I can't remember the, the um what it was called, but you can't sue them. Even other vaccines away from COVID, 
there's a, a thing that's in place. I think you might might know about this already, but there's a thing in place like a um, compensation scheme if, if things fuck up. Like if anything that can fuck up and you're injecting in your body, for me personally, if they've got like a threshold of, I don't think it's like 100,000 or something that makes you, um, obviously if you take the, an, an, a vaccine and it, it messes you up to the point where you you form a disability from it or in that kind of way with a form of disability, then you can get compensated for it. Do you know what I'm saying? And if anything like that, then they wouldn't need to have that in place if something was as accurate and as whatever, whatever is what they're trying to say. So for me personally, I just feel like, you know what I mean? Like the government, I can't really listen to them. I can't listen to scientists that I don't know that are telling me to inject. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Trying to uh, tell me to take this and take that because them, if anything happens to my kids or happens to me or my missus or whoever, it's on me. It's not on the, that scientist ain't going to give a shit or what's his name, Matt Hancock. He's not going to give a shit and all of them, man. They don't care. They just, they just get on with their jobs and they've got money in the bank. So I think, it's like I said at the start, it's a personal preference. I'm not saying don't get it or do get it. I just think you've got to weigh up the pros and cons. And if it sounds right for you, it's like anything. It sounds good, take it. If it's not, then just read up about it and see, isn't it? Yeah, totally yeah. agree. Totally agree. From one fiasco to uh, to another one, really. I think I guess, <laughs> I guess more of a, I guess more of a long-term one as well, because I guess this is one of the issues that, since we've have been in a pandemic has probably got worse for some people, but also the light's been taken away from it slightly because of obviously what's been going on. And obviously gambling's always been a massive problem in society, especially in our country. And they've been taken they've been held to account to an extent in the last few years. But it still could they could still do a lot more and there's still a lot of like changes to be made and you know things like that. Yeah, what, what's your thoughts on it? Um, obviously, you know, you know, I gamble. But before I start, what I'm going to say, I just want to say that I think it's it's definitely something that doesn't get spoken about, like you said, um, as much as it needs to anymore. And also, I think what I say is right for me. That doesn't mean that it's right for anyone else. But for me, I enjoy gambling to an extent because I know that I know my limits, do you know what I mean? And I know that there's certain times when I don't gamble just because I, I want to break from it. But there's some people that, that haven't got that in them to be able to stop. So for me, I, I, I like a little gamble, like my, my football, my football bets and stuff like that. I've won a lot of money. I've lost a lot of money at the same time as well. So it's one of them, man. You've got to have, like with anything like that, you've got to have control and, yeah, man, you've just got to be able to, like, sustain. you got to be able to sustain it, man, and, and, and know when to, to give it up and have little breaks from it. And, like, when I see people throwing, like, mad money on it, knowing that they, they can't really do that, do you know what I mean? I, I don't tell people what bets really that I put on anymore because I don't know what how they feel about gambling, do you know what I mean? I, I can control it, but one of my brethren, he might not be able to. So I try not to talk to it, like tell them, oh, you know, I've put this bet on or put that bet on because that's how it starts. You put one bet on and then the next thing you know, you're doing it every day, every week, every month, every year. And it's just, it's a mad cycle to try and get out of. Yeah, definitely. And I, I echo a lot of what you said. Like, I like to have a flutter every now and again. Um, and yeah, I echo what you said as well. I've won, I've won a lot, lost a lot, and I feel as though 
I think I could speak for myself, really. I think there's definitely times when I probably was doing it way too much. Times when I probably was overdoing it, you know, and probably gambling way too much. Yeah, same, same, man. And I feel as though, I think the worst thing, yeah, (laughs) I can laugh now because I'm I'm, I'm through the worst of it, innit? But, like, I think... The worst thing to happen to any gambler is is winning a lot of money the first time you gamble or the first couple of times and you gamble. I think that's probably the worst thing that can happen to someone because it gives you you kind of get the bug mm. and you you feel like it's oh it's easy. Do you know what I mean? But um, that's what it is, man. That's what it is. It's a drug, isn't it? It's, it's a drug. I think what, what's I think definitely what's made it worse, obviously in the last like decade or just over a decade is all of the apps that you can now have on your phone. Whereas it was back in the day, you had to go to a bookies and walk into a bookies to, to put a bet on. Whereas now you can just, you know, open your phone and just literally throw your life down the drain in it for some people. Yeah, I think, man. I think that's the thing what's happening now with it is I even, I think there was an, there was an advert. I think I saw it on Twitter a few weeks ago. And they was even talking about like kids have got gambling addictions now mm. like kids from like 12 to 15 are already um like going to like gamblers and gamblers anonymous groups and things like that because they've got a problem so it's, Scary. it's, it's getting Scary. out of hand and i feel as though yeah i think when you get to a point like what we're saying we're at where you got a like you got control over it and you're not really like hardly gambling anymore but for, every, for people like us, there's still people that are just like, gambling all the time. And I, I don't think sport helps. I don't think the amount of, like, say, football clubs in the Premier League are sponsored by um, gamble, different gambling companies. I don't think that helps either. And the constant amount of adverts that comes on, say, during games and things like that, or during mm. different sports, I don't think that helps either. But yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. I think it's a massive problem. That's yeah, it's not really spoken about in society enough. And I think mean, it's one of them things with guys that I don't think guys talk about it enough either. Because just like say with mental health problems or like suicide or anything like that, yeah, it's, it's one of them things that a lot of guys keep bottled up until their life's upside down, and it's probably they're in way too deep. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of echo. Um what you guys have said I think you you both know that I've never been like a massive gambler I've been like seen a handful of times I've done a few like the accumulators and that, that kind of stuff but I think it's like what you said is that difference between gambling and a gambling addiction and I think anyone who's ever had any kind of addiction is probably the worst thing that you can probably have it's it's horrible and Obviously, in the in like the job I do, when you hear about any addiction, but particularly with gambling, it's like you say it gets so swept on swept under the rug. It's almost like it's this kind of thing that's there, but not much attention is is paid to it. I think it's one of the most dangerous things lurking in this in in this country. Like in terms of of addiction, like it's really sad. And when when I hear you man talk about all, all the young ones that that gamble because there's so much um sort of easy access to it it's you know it's really sad and 
I think Jesse, you can probably attest to this, like, you know, hearing people when they're going to uni, for example, and they're blowing their, you know, you get that like 1,000 or 1,500 student loan and they're just going straight to the, you know, putting going to the casino or, or betting that money. And it's, I think there's like fun, I think, with anything, but I think it's, it's something that needs to be addressed um, as a matter of urgency, but I think is only going to get worse because... Yeah, once you get hooked, that that is a that that will kill your life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that. I've literally seen that. Where I remember, yeah, the uni times. I went to go and me and my brother went to go and do accumulators, but we used to go and do like fifty p ones where you put like, you know, you just do loads of teams. It's it's probably it's never gonna land, and if it does, it's it's a madness. Them kind of silly ones. And I remember a guy sitting at the um like the roulette machines and he just he was just banging his head on the machine and um he just looked up at us and goes and he just said yeah I just lost it I just lost my rent today I was like well and then I was and then he was like yeah he's lost he lost 800 in a day like he put 800 in the machine like lost it all you know like there yeah there's some mad like some people have some mad like some mad, mad losses like that, and ones that you can't even explain. Like, I think, I think with gambling, one of the things is you have to understand that you're not going to. I think people like the guy that you're probably talking about, Jesse. Those are the kind of people that think they're always going to win. Do you know what I mean? And if they don't win, the next time they do whatever they're going to do, that's when they're going to win. And you have to understand when you bet on anything or what is whatever it is, like roulette machine or whatever it is that you're gonna, you gotta go into it knowing that you're gonna lose. Do you know what I mean? That's how I think about it anyway. Like I don't go into a bet or put a bet on thinking I'm gonna definitely win that. I might say, oh yeah, that should land or I should get that one in, but <laughs> you have to you have to understand that if it loses, it loses, That that's it. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like some people, and I've probably, I've probably done it myself. Like sometimes when the bet doesn't come in, you put another one on and then that yeah. doesn't come in, you put another one on. And that's when you start to spiral and you've gotta be, you've gotta like know like to when to rein it in because like you both of you have said you know like it's easy to get down that dark hole and before you know it like you spent like a grand in that couple of days or even a day some people are doing that like on a daily basis so like i said it's like a it's like a drug man it's like a drug to people and i think i think one of the i think the one major problem for a lot of people is that they get to they don't even know the spiraling that's the mad thing it's like you can probably look at it from the outside and see the spiraling just based on the bets that they're doing. So if I'm on the timeline, if I'm on Twitter and I see people talking about their bets and like I'm seeing them bet on, I don't know, like the Polish under-21 league or they're betting on separate Division 2. And when you see people betting on mad stuff like that, you know that there is definitely a problem. And mm-hmm. they might not see it or know it, but I can look at that and think, yeah, you definitely have got that problems, even if you don't want to admit it to yourself or not. Or like, you know, if you're if people like if you're in this country and then you're betting on the horses in America, that's like different time, like six seven hours behind us, and you're betting on the horses in in the Middle East and things like that. That's probably another sign as well that. You know, you've maybe got an issue. And just just things like that, really. Like, that's when you can look at people and know that 
you know, something's not right. I, t- I totally, I totally agree with you. Um, and it's, I think what doesn't happen is the the signs. I think I feel like there's two groups that that you both have mentioned. There's the the kind of older group where I think gambling is just part of it's part of Western culture, but definitely part of British culture. I think it's just it's in there. And then you've got the like the younger group. Um, and I feel more needs to be done with that because I don't, again, I don't know in schools if they teach firstly about addictions, but, you know, we talked about certain things that kids should be learning in schools. And I think, like, I think addictions in general, um, because, you know, addiction is quite a shameful thing and a gambling addiction, obviously one of the, the key things is people will hide it. You know, people will rack up credit cards, they'll then go and use the joint accounts, use other people's cards. Um, and there's that, that kind of stigma about it if you're a man, but obviously obviously women do it as well. And I feel like that, that needs to be addressed because if, if if people aren't being taught from a young age what that means, where you can go and get help, I'm going to be honest, I've come, I've come across, my, you know, in, in my line of work and, and with um, the other people I've spoken to that work in addictions, like people that are 22, 23 years old and they've been, they've, you know, they've been gamblers for like eight, nine years and you're thinking, the fuck's That's going on? Like, it's, it's mad. But the, I don't know with, with, with the both of you, I'll throw it back at you, Jesse, like what, how, how, do you, how do you think this should be addressed or or should it be addressed, or even is is there a way it can be addressed? Yeah, I think, like, I think some of the companies, obviously, they've been forced into doing things now. I know, like, locally, like, at government level, like, local government level, a lot of different, I can only speak of the ones that I've seen in London, have, they're trying to limit and reduce the amount of, like, betting shops there are on the high street. So I think that helps slightly, but, I just think there's got to be less less advertising as well, like you know, less in between football matches, like you know, at half time there's like about three, you during a half time adverts you'll see maybe like two or three or four adverts just on gambling, and just yeah, just little things like that, man, and maybe like what they've done in football with the tobacco companies and they're not allowed to advertise on shirts anymore. Maybe it needs to get like that in term in terms of football as well. But yeah, and I think more has to also be done, like from a charity level as well. But I'm not putting pressure on charities because they're not, you know, they're funded by themselves most of the time, and it's hard for them to to get a lot of stuff done that they want to get done. But there needs to be more in, you know, more money and funds injected into those companies as well. Mm, I agree, man. And also a simple one, yeah, for a lot of guys is just talk to their talk to their friends, man. Like, if you feel like you've got a problem or, like, you think you, you ain't got a handle on it, you can always talk to your friends as well and confide in someone too. Because that's always a good first... I feel like that's always a good first step if you if you feel like you've got a problem with anything, not just not just gambling or addictions, but even if you're, you're going through stuff or, you're, like, you think you're going through depression or stuff like that, it's always good to talk to people. It's true, man. And I think, like, even credit card companies now, they've... They've stopped people from using credit cards to um to sort of gamble with. You can't use your credit card and that. So I think things are being done. I just think there's too much money being made from gambling companies. For it's almost like you like you said before about the tobacco thing. I, I put it in that same category as smoking and drinking now. 
there's too much money that's being made for the government might say that they or not even just the government but these betting companies might say that they're trying to put things in place that like you can um put like deposit limits and shit like that on but if you've got three four five six seven accounts and to be fair if you're a bad gambler you probably don't even have a deposit limit because <laughs> why would you want to put one yeah. of them on do you know what i mean so i just feel that i think things are being done but very slowly and not quick enough and like you said you know before the kickoff there's always like a um a thing oh you, you can bet on this two one do you know what i mean but 10 and they tell you how much to put on as well like 10 pound gets you this much back and it's all those little things like people like it just plays on people's minds so i think I think things are being done, but I just think that there's too much money being made by the companies that they kind of, like, like you said, like, I remember in Birmingham, there was like a betting, betting shop on like literally, like, there was like a betting shop, one, two, three, four, five, then another betting shop, then four doors down, there was another betting shop. Do you know what I mean? They were literally like next door to each other and, and they, and, and they were open at seven o'clock in the morning. I'll never forget this one day and this guy come out, he's crying and, all he was saying was, I've lost it all. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's at seven o'clock in the morning. Like, them things are, to me, that's nuts. Do you know what I mean? I'm walking to work. He's 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 already lost like God knows how much money. So I think even things like that, like having betting shops open at who's betting at seven o'clock? What are you betting on at seven o'clock in the morning? Or quarter to eight, whatever time it was. But them times no one should be betting on. You should be in your yard in bed or whatever, going to work. But yeah, it needs to be regulated more, man, because I think it's ruining people's lives, isn't it? And if you haven't got like a strong mentality to be able to control it, it will it will finish you, man. It will ruin ruin your life, end your marriage, your relationship with your kids, whatever it is. It will just ruin all of that. Just one, uh, just one thing I got to comment on. Sorry, just quickly. It's mad that you can use or you could use a credit card in the past to gamble. Do you know? I remember one time one of my credit cards, yeah. I just got a letter one day saying your credit limit's been increased to like nine grand. That's mad. Like a credit card. Oh, right. sorry. That only, <laughs> that only changed as well. That only changed recently as well. I was just going to say that. I think it's only literally been maybe a year. Yeah, it was last year. March, I think it was last year. Yeah. And that's that was that's what people are doing. But yeah, man, I think... Yeah, when you spoke about that one, I, I've I've got... I've heard loads of them stories like that, and you know, like people, like people that you know or friends, not not even friends, but like you heard stories of people's dads, like you know, using the milk money to, you know, gambling away the milk money and getting sent to the shop to go and buy stuff for the baby, and they've ended up in the bookies and you know things like that. It's it's, it's mad. Or even like, yeah. I don't even want to really go into too many different examples like that, but yeah, it's, it's nuts, man. I, I do think it's, it's, it's a big money spinner. Government makes a lot of money from taxes that they pay and things like that, and it's, everyone's on the gravy train, really, aren't they? So no one really wants it to completely stop. Yeah, I just feel as though if anyone, like any guys that are out there that listen to this, if you feel like you've got a problem, and just try and talk to someone and then try and find ways of just limiting know how much you, you actually gamble yeah there is the um i think it's the national um gambling clinic i think i think they offered treatment for free and there's this there are quite a few ones out there but there's a, i know there's quite a few national ones where they can yeah they can offer support and stuff it's all that anonymous um 
but but yeah, def- definitely. Like, yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with having an addiction. Do you know what I mean? But you have to tackle it from mm. early. So yeah, and not not to say that all gamblers like, because like I said, I gamble, but I know that. And this is probably the old cliche thing to say. I gamble, but I'm not an I'm not an addict, but I'm definitely not because there's days where I just think, uh, like even tonight, I looked at the fiction. I thought, nah, fuck that. Them fixtures are fuck. They're dead. Do you know what I mean? I think the only decent game was I think Real Madrid, and then obviously like there's days where you just think, nah, fuck it. It's boring. Do you know what I mean? And like I said before, there's there's times where you got to walk into a bet knowing that if you put money on, you might actually lose this bet. So if you don't go in with that mentality and you go in expecting to win or needing to win, because some people need to win as well, that's another madness, then, yeah, betting isn't for you, man. Just like some people can't handle alcohol or whatever drugs they're on, like you got you got to know when to stop or not do something. Yeah, I think it's that age-old thing when they, what they say, that if it's not fun, then stop. Like, but I don't obviously that sounds like a flippant comment, but no, it's not though, man. 100%. It's, it's one of them ones where, like, you're not enjoying what you're doing and you're doing it for the wrong reasons, then you know, it's something that you have to look at. Even if people that drink alcohol or, like you said, with other stuff, if they're you know, taking it, if they're drinking or taking drugs during a just normal day, like in, in the middle of the day to probably forget things or you know, block things out, then. You know that's that's different to. I'm not even. I'm not justifying, you know, taking drugs and stuff like that. But even with drinking and just drinking, reality, isn't it? yeah, drinking in a pub on the weekend with your with your mates or going out on a night out is very different to someone say sitting in the park. You know, mm. in the afternoon having a drink, but by themselves, it's it's different, and you know that that person might have a problem. Yeah, hundred percent. Like if you're using it to start your day. If it's making you late for stuff, all all, all of those signs, um, that's that's probably that's probably when you need to reach out. If it, if it gets even if it gets to that point, but if you're noticing that, and like you say, if it's not fun, I think that the issue is is that it's, it it's fun, isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? Like gambling, like I've been to like Ascot, like it, it's 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 a good day. Do you know what I mean? Like, or 100%. you get the the buzz and the thrill, and obviously they make it they make it like that, so you enjoy it. Um, so, like you said, they're not wrong with with enjoying it if that's your thing. Um, but yeah, that uh, I always find yeah with things like that. Once you get past the point of enjoyment and you're just doing it because it's a habit, uh, it's hard. It's hard to break. It's hard to break at that point. No, definitely, hundred percent, man. Well, we can move on. This um, let's brighten up the episode a little bit. So you're talking about COVID, and if you ain't. If you if you ain't getting the the vaccine, then you're gambling. And if you ain't gambling, <laughs> what books you reading? <laughs> sort your life out. Read a book. It, yeah, there you go. That's an alternative coping strategy. <laughs> well, um, no, but no, but saying saying that obviously, you know, there's 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 been lots of temptations of things that you can do to um to get <laughs> through the the. the <laughs> not to forget to forget but but obviously i know one thing that a lot of people have done over the last 12 months maybe in patches or a bit more consistently is maybe reading so um gonna throw this one at t dot actually what what are you what are you reading at the moment or what, what have you read in the past 12 months or what would you recommend to someone who is thinking of not gambling but reading instead what, what you got for us 
you, you came to the man with two kids first. I don't read, man. No, I'm only messing. No, I do. I've read, um, what have I read? So I read the, um, the Wind, Wind Rush um, Scandal book. I think I told you, man, about it. Um, very, very good book. Um, trying to think of the author. I'll, 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 I'll post the book on my Twitter because I can't remember the author's name. Uh, I think it's Amelia, actually. Um, but yeah, she wrote a book based on um, the Home Office's sort of um, maladministration and all that kind of stuff that happened with the wind rush and and the, um, the deporting of people that shouldn't have been shouldn't even been considered to be in this country illegally. They were all legal in this country, and they were trying to get rid of people for for the the most stupid reasons and just some of the treatment and all true stories that she went out and spoke to these these people that were involved and spoke to them and got their their like their their true words do you know what i mean and when you read the book you almost feel like you're in a room with them while they're having that conversation it's, it's a very good book um i'd recommend it for anyone i think there was a documentary on bbc um, a, a program sorry on bbc one that linked into one of the the people um and again i forget his name um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's sad at times cause you don't, obviously we know about, you know, we've been told about these kind of things and our mothers had told us how it was when, um, you know, they, they came to the country as well. But then when you hear about how it's still happening to people, even only a couple of years ago and how the treatment of the home office where you expect it to be a bit more better now then yeah you just have to read the book man and like i said there's a documentary um quickly other two books i've read and i'm reading um i read didier dropper's book obviously chelsea fan and um i read dj target grime kids which are very very if you're into grime music and the birth of grime and all of that stuff then that's definitely a book to read so they're my three that i've read so far um, from like the back end of lockdown last year and then up until recently. And at the moment, I'm reading Ian Wright's book as well, his biography as well. Just started that, got to the bit where Arsene Wenger is just in, in, he's just coming to the job and he's changing the sort of the nutrition, the diet and all that for the players. And they're, they're pissed off because there's no salt in the food. There's no seasoning for Ian Wright in the food anymore. It's all bland food, man. But yeah, they're, they're my books, man. What about you, Jesse? Yeah, yeah. I've I've read... I've read a book called Optimum Nutrition. It's by an author called Patrick Holford. It's just basically, um, it just kind of focuses more on um, on health and like healthy living and and healthy eating and like just different like good habits to pick up. Really, it's not it's not focused on fitness or anything like that at all. It's it's mainly just focused on like being healthy and like foods that help regenerate the you know, your organs and, um, you know, things just to improve your overall health and just, like, advice on, like, vitamins and minerals and, like, on your nutrition, really. It's a good book. Um, I've also read, it's more like an autobiography. I don't know if you heard of a guy called, <laughs> heard of a guy called David Goggins, but um, he was, like, he's, like, a retired... Um, um, guy in the army and he's retired Marines and um, in America and he's just like got got himself like into fitness and not not just directly into fitness but it's just mainly a autobiography about him and his life and um, his experience in the in the military and his upbringing 
and why he's so driven and focused. It's a good motivational book. But yeah, that's the main two at the moment I'm into. I just realized I threw, I threw under the bus two dots on my bed because um, I didn't even, um, even think about what, what books I've been reading. I just threw the question out there. But um, yeah, no, while you were talking, I was trying to, I was trying to think because yeah, there's it's quite interesting when you both got like a quite a few like biographies or autobiographies because that's kind of like what what I like to read as well. I don't know, like before I actually get like say the books I've been reading, what is it about those kind of more like non-fiction books that that you tend to like? Or I don't know if it's just you're in a phase at the moment where you're not reading too oh, much fiction. Sorry, I and I, I read um, nineteen eighty four. When 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 I have to change the question now. Thank you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. No, but what 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 is it like in terms of? We'll come to nineteen eighty four because that's a really good book. But what what is it that I don't know? Like maybe you find appealing about the nonfiction books, or make you maybe drift towards them, particularly in recent times. I think I'm a bit like what you said about the Netflix shows with books. If someone recommends a book and they they say it's a good book, I'm more inclined to to buy it, especially if it's not a field that I'm into reading at that point. If it's something like, like I, I've got a list of books that I've bought and that I want to get through myself, but then if someone like says, oh, like what Theo just said about the Windrush, um, about that Windrush book, I remember when you said that in the group chat actually, then if I would have bought that just based on what Theo said. So I'm kind of like what you said with the Netflix shows with books sometimes. But I guess one thing with the autobiographies, whether it's like whatever field they're in, because I've even bought bought a biography from about Tom, you know, the he was the old president of Burkina Faso, Thomas Sankara. I bought his a, a biography. It's written about him because obviously he's a revolutionary uh, leader in Burkina Faso. And I, I'm just interested in about in sometimes in that really like special individuals sometimes and what makes them tick and how they got to where they got to and why and you know things like that i think that's what always interests me in them situations and then books yeah I'm, I'm the same man i think i like rec- i like book recommendations but i've always been like a factual kind of book reading person and as much as i used to love fiction i don't think i'm trying to think if i have any of my kindle at the moment i don't think i do but um, yeah, I just love books where I feel like I relate to relate to them a bit more, and I, not in sense of like obviously I haven't been through those kind of things, but just knowing that it's I love like based on true events or you know them kind of things there. So I, I feel like they kind of maybe because it's probably happened. If it's like especially if it's like a book that's factual, do you know what I mean? Then I love reading them because like I read um I've got to say is it um Fred West. And I read that book as well. That book is mental. You've got to have the right mentality to read that, to be fair. But, um, yeah, that was a mad book to read, just of some of the things. I think it was it was her daughter that read, um, wrote the book, actually. And um, it was from her perspective, so it was a bit bit iffy at times. But, um, yeah, I just feel like them kind of books, I just I get more out of them, I think. Maybe it's just made my brain set up. I don't know. Maybe I'm not imaginative enough to, to read like, fiction books. I think, and do you know what I think for me, yeah? I think in terms of fiction, you, you read a lot more fi- uh, like fictional books when you was younger. 
and things like that. But I feel like now I just want to pick up a book and it's either something historical or something factual to an extent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And even if it's... Yeah, even that's why I bought the Thomas Sankara ones because I heard a lot about him and I was starting to read a lot about him. And I thought it's time to get a few books to really understand what he was really about and learn about the historical things that happened in that country, man. I think... And uh, do you know what the other thing is? I think we, we kind of watch a lot of fictional stuff on TV anyways. So sometimes it's good to just really pick up a book and actually taking good information and learn something. Yeah, I hear, I hear that. I think I think I kind of drift in, in between both because um, sometimes I'm just really in the mood. I find like a lot of the, like the football autobiographies, a lot of them are quite light, even if they've had certain things happen to them. So like I think I told you, man, I read Michael Carrick's um, autobiography um, recently, which I quite enjoyed. I think my favourite ones um, is Pirlo's autobiography. That that's probably one one of the best ones. And then there's a biography on Bergkamp. I think it's called Stillness and Speed. That that blew my mind just in terms of it. Even felt like it was about football. There's a lot of mentality stuff there as well. But um, yeah, book, books I've read recently. So yeah, the Michael Carrick's one that that was pretty decent. Um, just from a, a fan's point of view, a Man United fan's point of view. Um, obviously, I read a lot of, I'm going to call them comics, but obviously people that are a little bit more embarrassed call them graphic novels these days. But <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like I've read, um, I've read, uh, there was one based on John Coltrane's life. It was just called Coltrane. That one, that one's really good. And I've just I finished The Walking Dead in the pandemic, the pandemic as well. So I just finished like all all of the right to the end. Um, that that was one of my favorite. Um, I'm gonna call it a graphic novel um, as well. In terms of like non-fiction books, um, I'm trying to think actually, I've, 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 I'm I'm two thirds of the way through um, British by Afua Hirsch. That's a really good. That's a really good read really really insightful and i think like what you man was saying i i can relate to it but it also feels like it's quite an educational journey as well because i think she's about he's about 10 years older than me something like that so it's not too far removed from a an era that i'm aware of no actually because of what you just highlighted especially with the graphic novels and stuff like that there is obviously there is some fictional i have read like i read the first Game of Thrones book. I didn't read yeah, it. I read I read parts of that. And there is some fiction books I have have read. But yeah, I, t- I tend to lean towards when, more with the books. I tend to lean more towards the factual stuff. Or even autobiographies, just because it's just interesting to learn about people's lives that you're especially when you're interested in in them and you you feel like you can relate to some parts of them or draw inspiration from them. It's good to Sometimes read their autobiography. Sometimes, I guess. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think. I think it depends. I like, probably, yeah, just after Christmas. Um, I'm usually after something light, and probably if work's busy, I find it easier to get sucked into something that's a bit more historical. Especially if you like know bits and pieces that were going on at that time, or you have a bit of knowledge about it. You don't have to create a world in your mind or remember what's going on. 
and I think with fiction, the reason why I think I like graphic novels quite a lot is because I, I don't really, I struggle to read really big and long books. So like Lord of the Rings is on my list, but it's just, just looking at the size of that just makes you feel quite overwhelmed. So I have read, um, what did I read? I read Lord of the Flies and Children of Men um, last year. And those are really, yeah, mad. Read that in school, man. Brilliant book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, that was, that was sick. Um, and like, yeah, them kind of like, I think I was saying to T-Dot on, on Ear to the Street, I quite like where there's rules and stuff like that for me works quite well. So obviously like 1984, like Batman book, and then obviously Animal Farm that George Orwell did as well. That that book is just like, you could read that and just really relate to what's going on now. Even like 1984, if you read between the lines. Yeah, yeah. sorry, go on. No, no, no. I was gonna. That's exactly, you, you. You said what I was gonna say anyway. Especially about nineteen eighty four. I think a lot of like how society is now relates to that book, and it just kind of feels it's weird. It's, sometimes you forget. I know it's called nineteen eighty four, but I think wasn't it written in the forties? Yeah, just I think during or just after the Second World War. I think it was written. Yeah, and that makes it even more insane when you actually read it because it's so relatable to like right now. It's, it's kind of scary. Yeah, and when you nice. think of like the concepts that he was putting together in that book, and like I think that's that's where Big Brother comes from, doesn't it? Like the actual yeah, the eye, even the even eye, the, yeah. Um, the logo, yeah, 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 the, exactly, yeah, and just little things like it just starts to feel like even especially now we're getting towards a lot of stuff that was kind of happening in that book, if that makes sense. Yeah, a hundred, and that's the same as um. I think you've watched the the series, but um, The Handmaid's Tale. I'm reading the the graphic novel at the moment, but that that um. No, no, because it's just it's it's nuts, it's nuts how much. <laughs> I don't really want to give too much away, but all them kind of dystopian worlds and things like that are not they're not too far removed from things that could happen or happen but in a slightly different way or obviously that one things that probably were happening but with a modern day kind of twist so yeah it's a bit it's a bit mad but no I, I do like the fictional ones where yeah, I really I do really need to be in that mindset and I'd have to get that rhythm going it's like if you're like working on a song or just anything like I find it hard to once I'm going I need to keep going well, I can't put it down whereas in non-fiction I think like what you guys were saying and I can imagine with T dot when you've got the kids around, you just want something that you can you can kind of read it, and you know that if you're going to pick it up in a, a couple of days or a week or so, you can just get straight back into it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. 100%. But do do you think um because I never really read as a kid, um I've definitely in the second half of my life I've read a lot more than in the first half of my life since school I just didn't I just didn't really like reading like I think I read about five books some something stupid like that um like proper books not like Aesop's fables like actual proper like stories so do you man have you man noticed a difference with your reading patterns as you've gotten older or has it been quite consistent I don't know if it's like the genres that you read has that changed like how has that changed as you've gotten older mm-hmm I think for me, I, I kind of still read, I, don't, I wouldn't say sporadically, but I think, yeah, I, I go on recommendation or when I 
see someone's written a book or it's on a topic that I'm in, I'm interested in in at that point, then I'm more likely to pick it up, read it, and finish that book. And I think a lot I read a lot as well when I'm on holiday. So I think if I like if I go on holiday with with the missus and especially if we're on the beach a lot, I'll tend to definitely buy a book for that holiday or I would bring a book with me that or a few books with me that I was already planning on reading. And I know I would get a lot done in that time or I'd finish a book in that time, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of like that as well, but I feel I feel this year has just been a bit different because of obviously everything that's gone on and there's more football on. I think if there wasn't football on every day, some nights I would just pick up my book, but because obviously the football's on, that takes the priority. But I feel like like I think you both said already, like especially for me, I, I can I, I can put a book down and then just pick it up like I like the Ian Wright one. I think I've been reading that since November or December. And I picked it up the other day and it was literally like I just read the last page yesterday. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I, I like the fact that I can do that with certain books. And I think if I read a lot of fiction books, I'd have to start over. And I think that's why I just don't like them. But um, yeah, I definitely never used to read books as such as a kid, unless I was forced to. Um, I, did, I, I just didn't enjoy them. Like, give me a magazine, I'll read it. But if you told me to read like a full on book, I wasn't really on that. Um, it's only when I got older, like Jesse, you just said then, when I used to go away on holiday, I'd read on a plane, I'd read in a hotel, I'd read on the beach, by the pool, whatever. Um, obviously, that's when you're with the missus. Obviously, if you're with the lads, it's different. But, um, yeah, I think, I think yeah. And, and obviously, I used to travel a lot as well. I used to travel on the train every day and all that. So I had two hours, like, there two hours back on the way home, four hours a day just reading. So I think there's times changed as well. I was going to say that as well. That I, That's when I would read as well on the train to work. But yeah, I think I, I read a lot. I read in lockdown, like especially when it was warm, I used to sit in the garden and read. But yeah, mainly just when I know I've got a lot of time on my hands or when I don't want to be on the phone and I don't want to be like looking at things like online. I'll tend to obviously go and read at points like that too. Yeah, man, it's just having the time in it. Like for me, yeah. obviously my, my time's taken up a lot of the time with the kids, but I think once they go down, sometimes the last thing I want to do is pick up a book, if, if, to be fair. Do you know what I mean? I've had like a long day with them and then my mind's just not in it. But then there's days where I get into bed and I'm not ready to sleep or I don't want to sit on my phone. So yeah, I just bring out my Kindle and read that for a bit and then... Yeah, man, it helps me sleep as well in, in a mad way. Do you know what I mean? I can sleep better once I've read a few pages and just helps me get to sleep properly. That's one thing I struggle with anyway is like sleep. But yeah, it seemed, when I read, I seem to sleep a bit better. 100% agree with that. That's one thing I notice, um, especially if I start reading from earlier on in the evening. By the time, even if I read for half an hour, 40 minutes, by the time I hit the pillow, I'm done. Like I'm gone. But yeah, there you go. So... Obviously, no one can say that we don't give any way, uh, away any good gems. Um, a lot of good recommendations there. We'll have to pop them in the um, in the descriptions, so you can all you can all follow and have a look. And may, maybe you've read them all already. Maybe we're just really behind. Um, maybe you're all out there reading all the football biographies and interested in the dystopian worlds. 
reading about how to improve your diet. Maybe, maybe you've done it already. T- tell us, give us some recommendations. We've got maybe another six, seven, eight months of this, so we're probably going to need more books to read. So, yeah. No, obviously I put the last topic as dry January, but not specific to like January. But no, it's meant to give something up for for a long period of time. Yeah, I was just gonna ask you, you guys if you've ever like done anything like that, like and what what type of things have you given up, and how long did you do it for, and maybe why? Yeah, I'll take this. I'll take this one first. Um, I think. I think in terms of things that I've temporarily given up, because obviously there's things in my diet that I've just gotten rid of for good. Um, but I tend to do like a thing where like in January, I tend to try and not have any like sugary snacks or just any kind of refined sugar or anything like that. I've done I've done like not drinking, but I think that's just that's just more organic because I'm just not, we're not, when I drink, I like to drink, but that's normally when I'm on holiday or occasionally if it's someone's birthday. But other than that, I'm not really that bothered. So sometimes I've gone like two, three months without drinking. It's not, it's not a big thing. But yeah, the hardest thing, the hardest thing for me actually is giving up um, uh, baking because that's the thing that gets me. It's not even obviously if I bake, I'll eat really unhealthily. Yeah, but if I've got any kind of flour and sugar and butter in my yard, no, it's sorry, not... I thought you said bacon at first. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in. No, baking with a K, man, with a K. No, I, I, I knew you meant bacon as well. It's not like bacon. bacon. Yeah, yeah, I thought you said bacon. I was thinking that's a mad one, but I'll let you carry oh, on. Sorry. No, no, it's when, when, when I had the, the, the bacon cravings, yeah, like scratching, <laughs> scratching outside McDonald's at four in the morning. But also the egg bacon McMuffin or whatever it is. That's sausage in there. I mean, to be fair, bacon probably would have been something to actually give up because I know a lot of people struggle with that. But no, nah, like, yeah, Nothing just like... I knew you were going to throw it in it. Oh, man. It's 1999, blood. <laughs> baking so right, my lazy tired london accent but yeah i think i think that's the main thing that I, that like i struggle with which is a which is a mad thing um but it's just yeah if i see if i see some self-raising flour some butter some sugar oh i've got a little a little cookie that i make here i'm not going to give away the recipe because i'm quite confident i invented it I haven't copyrighted it yet, but it's like it's just the best cookie ever. Like the ingredients, the 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 specific chocolate yeah I use to make the chocolate chips, it's banging. So that that's like my toughest one. I don't really do it for Lent, but I tend to do it for basically just to fend off diabetes. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah, that's my one still. What about what about you, Jesse? Yeah, I've I've given up a few different things at different times as well. To be fair, like I remember. Um... Obviously, I've given up. I've done dry January. I think it's the first time I've done it as well, to be fair. But I think it was, it's been, it was a lot easier than, it's not even that, I would say, a lot easier than I thought it would be. Because it's not like I was some, like, um, bottle a day drinker, seven days a week. I weren't like that, or nowhere near that. But obviously, you get to the weekend or after work, you'd have a beer or maybe a gin and tonic for me. But, um, 
Yeah, I just gave it up because obviously I've been training and consistent with that stuff. I've been dieting. So I just thought it was just a good time to just really try and have a go at doing January. And I'm obviously I was successful with it. I still, I've, I've continued it to be fair into February. And yeah, it's, it's pretty easy. And obviously, like with the missus, can't drink at the moment. I think it's just been really easy to do it, to be honest. But yeah, I've tried, I've, I've given up other things as well at different times. I remember, I remember speaking to you one time actually, Kieran, when you was telling me when you give up the sugar thing. And um, I tried it and that was hard still. When you think of, when I think of the different things that I've tried to give up, I remember doing that and I, I thought to myself, okay, cool. I wrote down a list of obviously stuff that, basic common sense stuff that has sugar in it, like directly like sweets and chocolates and and cakes and things like that. Then I made a, a, another list of like sauces in it, like, like ketchup or things like that. And then I could just cut it all out in it. And that was hard. That I think I only did about two weeks. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I was struggling. You know when you get, like, I felt like I was getting withdrawal. You know, like the headaches. Yeah, but you will be. That's what it will be. Yeah. It was actually, that's when you know that sugar really is a drug, isn't it? Like, when you, when you go off, <laughs> when you go off of it like that, yeah. I was thinking, oh, this is crazy. But I do want to do that again at some point. And did you did did you get the shakes? I I was getting mad headaches. Yeah, yeah, I, I was getting mad headaches as well. Like, and um, I think another what's another thing? I tried to give up caffeine before, and I think I will try that one again um, probably soon. Because I've I've done that before for a, for a few weeks. That wasn't as hard as I think. The hardest thing I've ever done is sugar, easily. But um, yeah, and then I've even, as you lot know, social media. I do that too. I've done that quite a few different times. But I'm I'm doing that again at the moment. This little cleanse, like just keep because you know how how it's been at the moment with everything going on. There's just too much bullshit and too much people that are bored and just spouting their negative shit. And it's just kind of sometimes when you're on socials, it just like things just get regurgitated, don't they? Like people talking about the same topics, like angry about the same things, outrage, fake outrage, and all that type of stuff. And you think, like, at a time like what we're in now, it's just kind of good to just get your nut down and graft and work on things in the background that you're working on and pick up new hobbies, in it. Do you know what I mean? So that's a good thing to give up, too. But yeah, I think definitely the hardest one for me, I'm not going to lie, was sugar. That was a muzzle. I, I want to ask you two a question in a minute, but the only the only two things that I really feel like I've ever really, really gave up, and, well, three, I did dry January, I've done that. The only month, uh, year that I haven't done it really is this one, is because of the lockdown thing, I needed it. I took that got me through January to be fair but um the other one for me and I feel like this was like a big one was coffee because I used to have I used to drink like a lot of coffee and I think that's why obviously I don't sleep even now and I don't I think I have one I have one in the morning now still 
and then that's it. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I used to drink like three, maybe four, five, six cups of coffee, coffee a day. So I feel like that was definitely a big thing for me. Um, the sugar thing, I've never really, because I feel like there's too much things that, especially in this house, man, flipping all like there's too much stuff that I, I, I just, I couldn't avoid it. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's in my face. It's there. I couldn't do that, but I'd like to give up sugar at some point just to see how it is. But then the question I want to ask kind of relates to what I just said is why did you give up those things? If that makes sense. Like, why would you give up sugar? Why would you give up this, that, the other? Like, I know I gave up coffee because it was just obviously my sleeping pattern, but what were those reasons for like wanting to give it up? Thing for me is just, it's just health. Um, just, yeah, I mean, health and that, uh, it, it, it messes with my mood. Like it, it, it really destabilizes my mood. It, it, it fucks with my concentration. Um, it makes you not really want to do anything. Um, so it kills our motivation. And also like when you want to go for like runs and stuff, it's long. And also I just, I feel better after it like after I do that as well. Um, and I struggle to have it in moderation. So I just have a sweet tooth in it, which is nothing bad. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think I've when I've given it up, particularly the first time I did it for like two months, and I changed a few other things about my diet. And yeah, I was able to do so much more stuff. Like even just reading, for example, was so much easier. So that's kind of how it was for me. And so I just try and do it. And also... Yeah, I won't even say that one, but yeah, that, that's the main reason. What about you, Jesse? I think some of the, my reasons are quite similar to those, really. I think um, in terms of the coffee, I think it's kind of like in terms of caffeine, I think it's the same reason what what you just said, Theo. And I think there's a point, man, especially when I was doing security, where obviously man was on 12-hour shifts. Sometimes after work, I'm not going to sleep early. You know, sometimes, you know, when you do stuff after work and that, so you had a late night and then like, you're coming back into work the next day and you're drained. And then, uh, yeah, I was ending up drinking maybe two, three coffees a day sometimes. And like, I think that was part of the reason why I gave that up. And yeah, I think it, start, it starts to affect your sleeping pattern as well because you've got so much in your system that even when you're tired, you can't sleep. So I feel like things like that. And I think sugar has that kind of effect on me as well. But I tried to give up sugar at different times and also limit and reduce the amount that I'm taking in. Mate, yeah, for health especially, man, because it's like, in our community, man, diabetes is a real thing, and it? It's a big problem, and I've had a lot of family members in my family that have had diabetes. My grandma and granddad had it. My mum's got it. And, um, yeah, I think it's one of them things that I, I kind of don't want to get to their ages and have to be relying on like medication and things like that, do you know what I mean? So I look at it where I'm still young and I can limit and reduce the amount of sugar I'm taking in and control it from now, then you won't get to that, if that makes sense. So for me, that's always just been a, from a health point of view because I'm the same, isn't it? I, I, I love sweets, man, especially sweets and cakes. Chocolate, not really, I'm not really a chocolate man, but I love sweets in it and and cakes and that. So, yeah, the, sugar was always a health one. 
when I gave up, when I when I decided to do dry journey this year, I think that was just mainly quite similar health, but also for fitness because it what you said about sugar and your running, Kieran. That's what alcohol does that to me when I'm training. Like it just makes you sluggish the next day when you're hungover. You don't want to do anything. Can when if you do anything that day when you're hungover, it's not at the levels of when you're not drinking. Do you know what I mean? So I've always looked at that. I've just looked at that correlation and thought, let me cut this out for a bit and, and see if everything improves on it. And it and it did to be honest. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, you just got more. You got better concentration through the day when you're not hungover and and yeah, it's just empty. It's empty calories as well, isn't it? Do you know? Do you know what I mean? On top of on top of your normal diet. So I think yeah, that was the main reasons for me. And it's a bit similar with the other things. Obviously, you might know that I don't that. See, man, don't eat meat and that, no boy. Yeah, and that was that was all for health reasons too. But obviously, won't really get into that too much. But yeah, most of the things I've ever given up is either for health, but also for discipline. Is to just like actually say something to yourself that you're going to do something and you're just going to stick to it. Do you know what I mean? It's good to kind of build that discipline and consistency. I totally agree. I think um, things always good to consider that, and I think I think as a lot of people get older, you start to look at stuff, and your body starts to obviously <laughs> look back at you and say, "You sure you want to keep doing this? Because it's gonna, I'm gonna give you a bad time. We carry on the way you're carrying on, so so you have to consider that that kind of thing." But, um, yeah, man. There's obviously that. That's, I feel like we've gone on a, on a kind of spectrum today. Like we started off with the obviously with the vaccine, and we ended up talking about a little sugar addictions. <laughs> Such a mad combination of topics, but yeah, yeah. This is a serious one, man. We have a serious, <laughs> serious episode, we'll try, man. We'll try and lift it next week, man. We'll try and lift it. Think of some good topics entertaining topics yeah, but we needed these topics so I think the gambling one all of them all of them topics that we spoke about I think that'll be beneficial man and and yeah the, especially gambling you know we'll, we'll whack the gamblers um, like organisations that help out for that in the, in the description as well because I think that's a key thing yeah definitely 100% you know what I mean I, I think that's that, yeah. gamble aware and... yeah 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 100% and I know I know um, not just with gambling but I think with even drug addictions and things like that I, I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of the like especially with like the anonymous type of groups, a lot of them are now running like on Zoom and they're running online now. So I think we can try and we'll try and put some of them in the in the bio as well. But yeah, we'll try and lift it for you, for you guys <laughs> in the next couple of weeks because we've given you some heavy shit in January, man. <laughs> we've given you some heavy ones, so yeah, we'll try and lift the lift the mood a bit. But yeah. Wait, Kieran. How's 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 the um hair growth right now? <laughs> hold on, hold on. What's going on? No, because he's got plaques. You got? Have you still got plaques? Last time I seen him, he looked a bit like Coolio. Actually, was that <laughs> is that you? Was that you were saying look like Coolio? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it got longer now? Are you still there, Kieran? Oh no, he's he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Oh. Uh, I'm, leave I'm, that in. Leave that in. Anyway. <laughs>
we'll see. We'll see if he. We'll see if he listens to this by the end of it. Isn't it? And then said he's on the. No, he's still here. I think I'm just. I'm jumping up. I need to pop out of the room for a sec. So feel free to wrap up without me. Okay. So yeah, we'll leave that in. Um. But yeah, like, he's on the. He's on the Rich Three Two vibe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Luck, luck's up for the for the winner. Late righteousness, da da. Um, but yeah, um, follow the socials. Always stay tuned. And obviously, we're on Spotify on an Apple podcast. Give us a follow and let us know your thoughts, man. If you know me personally, and you, you know you want to speak about what we've spoken about, hit me up. Yeah, man, same, man. DMs are always open. You can always talk to, to someone about an issue or a problem. As long as it's not the vaccine. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. No, anything, anything, man. DMs are open all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I'm not one of these people that just ignore DMs and, and respond to people. So, yeah, man, just, just yeah, man, if you want to talk, just hit me up, man. See you guys next week.